Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome back to another edition of the Holtcast. Cole Petum here. As always, and of course, we're here to talk all things Aston Villa Football Club with a um, a loss. It's very weird to say that when it comes to the land of the Villa, but as of late, Villa have been absolutely brilliant. And of course, on this Sunday, everyone's going to hear this brain early, hopefully on a Monday. So hopefully you had a good weekend and you have a fantastic week. Of course, Villa lost 2-0 to Nottingham Forest at the city ground a unexpected one for some reason though personally i felt like going into this one very quickly i just wasn't confident i don't know what it is against forest i feel that ways against wolves i don't know if it's more of like a a regional thing maybe i'll i'll figure it out one day but anyways of course it's not just me here to ramble on for ages we do have mr sebastian bacon as well so seb how's it going for you my friend yeah, I mean, apart from the result, it's going really well. It's nice to be back on again. I think this is twice in one week now. So unfortunately for everyone listening to this, having to put up with my voice twice, um, almost getting back into a routine now, aren't we? I know Mr. Consistent is here. I didn't screw up the intro. We're, this is a perfect start to the podcast. So hopefully everyone enjoys. And of course, things I should be saying as a podcast host all the time, and I always forget i'm gonna do two seconds of admin here so if you're new to this or if you've been listening but haven't subscribed and you're listening on apple podcast spotify acast wherever you're listening to this of course subscribe share it with your friends your nans your uncles your your whatever it's just appreciated to find the support it makes other people find us a lot easier yada 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 let's get on to what people are actually here for seb of course like i said of course a two no loss to forest Alaena scoring in the fifth minute and of course uh Ilumagala, mangala scoring in the 47th minute as well harry toffolo getting uh both assists on that so of course i've been bringing up fpl a little bit lately i i, I do love a little bit of fpl if you had Harry Toffolo, which I'm sure no one did, um, no offense to Harry Toffolo, um, he had two assists in this one. So you would have had an absolutely uh, mint weekend for FPL because it was dire in terms of who scored not mention this FPL, weekend. Please. It's oh, a very touchy brutal. I think I have like 17 points right now because... my I think my bench got more than my starting 11, yep. to be honest. Cameron Archer and I have uh, LaSalle's on my belt bench as well. So I also have um, Tyrick Mitchell, who got me 15 points <laughs> that's how it works and of course my first defender is an everton defender because i kept them while they were doing well for a few weeks but anyways we 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 live and we learn so we live and we learn over to this one i mean just kind of quickly because we're we're gonna brush over this as quickly as we can because i know a lot of people are gonna probably be looking at maybe the kind of wider spectrum of what this result means in the longer run but uh i guess uh unusual defeat now you would say in terms of how this season has gone so far hasn't it um i don't know forest are really good at home and they've taken some massive scalps especially last season i think coming into it i i knew it was going to be difficult i if anyone listened to the preview i think i predicted one all I, i i don't think i was expecting such a resilient defensive display from them um 
but but credit to them. Steve Cooper got it absolutely spot on today. He changed the keeper. He played the back four that would frustrate us the most. He had uh, near Carte, touched tight to Watkins the whole 90 minutes. And they managed to subdue us, which is something that we haven't been able to say in recent weeks. Um, it, yeah, it's difficult. It it feels like the media has only just caught on to what we're, what we're doing at the moment. And as soon as they do, we we seem to struggle. But just one of those days, I think it will go down as a bad day at the office, um, not to brand out too many cliches, but it's not it's not the end of the world. We we still dominated the ball. We still managed to get it forward. But again, just like what happened in our first European game against Mostar at Villa Park, we struggled against the low block. And unfortunately, they got the better of us today. Absolutely. And really, if you look at their two goals very quickly, I mean, I... I... I call them probably two freak goals because I feel like most of the time these days when it comes to Villa, that probably doesn't happen. Two goals concede it from outside the box. I think. I feel like the first one's poor. I I think the second one's poor. Oh, well, I mean, obviously, we'll get onto the second one. But to to begin with the first one, it felt like it almost happened in slow motion. I could see it happening miles before it went. I, I don't know whether we can put blame on players not getting out to stop the shot quick enough. Unless, unless they were instructed to almost let him shoot from next, I think that's his first Forest goal. So, you know, there's sometimes in basketball, isn't there, when they're not confident that a player's going to make a three throw, so they stand back and let them take the shot. felt It felt like a bit of that happened today, which should never be happening in football. By the way, um, that I feel as though we should have got out to him quicker. And the second one, I, it's just one of those, isn't it? There's nothing you can do about it. No, absolutely. It, it is what it is at the end of the day. The first one, I think we were just kind of caught napping, which is probably traditional Villa when you, you, you look at Villa on a longer term basis. I feel like that's happened a lot in the past. And in the second one, I mean, Emmy Martinez didn't handle it well. He was trying to kind of uh, tip it over and it just it just didn't happen. His handling was very, very poor there. Again, it is what it is. These happen. And of course, we do have the best goalkeeper in the world, according to an award. So um, even the best um, fumble sometimes. And it was evident in this one. But I mean, fair play to Forrest. They had a game plan. It was it was to really kind of close down space, not really give Villa very much. And really, they stuck to it. Of course, Villa were much more um, lethal. And I use that in a very weak term in this game in the second half, of course, uh, came out with a number of good efforts. But it was just you could tell players were off off it Luca Dean there's just a few times where he could have played in the box and was way over hitting it or not really kind of reading um the, I guess the forward progression you look at Musa Diaby had not op- a brilliant opportunity where he should have shot and just didn't uh Watkins really not never got into this game as well it's just it's one of those poor days at the office and I mean again like I said before Seb I mean fair play to Forrest they're still undefeated at home after beating us and that is a an insane stat, even if we're only 11 games um, into a season, isn't it? Yeah, um, I, I think you summed it up quite well there. I think every player today, you know, what didn't have their best game. There was no one that really, you know, in that sort of position when we're struggling against the low block, you want someone who will pick up the ball and will, you know, will make the right decision and will be clinical and ruthless. You know, you see it with the best teams, Man City. Um the way they win so many games, even when they're struggling to find the back of the net, is they have those players who can just switch on a dime and create something out of nothing, which we we struggled to do today. I mean, we had chances, and on another day, they would have gone in Zaniolo in the first half. 
his he wouldn't have taken such a wide touch or it would have gone through the keeper's legs. You know, like you said, Diaby would have shot or Watkins would have put his half chance away. So yeah, there's there's no concern from my side moving forward. Um just one of those results to happen and it was gonna come eventually. Absolutely. I mean, even if you look at the stats here really quickly, they don't really tell an accurate tale of the tape, really. Villa had 74% possession um, to Forrest is 26, which, I mean, that is accurate when you look back in terms of the actual game. But really, it's what you do with that. Of course, Villa had 13 shot attempts. Forrest had five. They had three on target, and we had three as well. I mean, that's the biggest kind of, um, I guess, um, tail of the tape really right there they had zero corners we had 10 they had six fouls and we had nine of course there's a little bit of frustration uh building the more uh opportunities came for villa and they just weren't being converted and like you said Seb, it, it, it is what it is i don't think there's in a, in a wider kind of perspective i don't really look at this one and think okay there's there's cracks in this side um we're papering with cracks i guess is the traditional uh phrase a lot of people um or yeah, I don't know if that was right, but anyways, you know what I mean. Uh, <laughs> Papering over the cracks. Papering over the cracks. Yes, I was saying that right. I had to think about what I said there for a second if I said it backwards. But regardless of that, I, I don't sit here and think that there's really deeper rooted issues in this. Like it's it's just one of those things. Like City lose, Arsenal lose. Sometimes the best sides in the world lose. I mean, Villa are right up there in terms of the Premier League quality teams this year. I think we will be throughout the season. It's just, it's a bad day at the office. We can't always be perfect because in football, there is no perfect team. I, I, I mean, I don't actually have anything to back that up. You, you took the words right out of my mouth. Yes, I agree. Well, there you go. Well, that was the best argument you could ever give me. I like people saying I'm always right. So I will take well, that. Well, I, would, I wouldn't go oh, that far. I think on. a lot of people listening would um would refute me if I sat here and, and agreed with you on that, especially Simon. I'll be getting oh. a sturdy email in the morning. Well, you know what? I told him what you said about him the other week and about his bald head. So uh, there's a there's a bin with Seb being stuffed in it very, very <laughs> soon. But all in all, yeah, it, it it's frustrating. I, I think, I mean, of course, you look on social media and people will look on social media more, maybe even tomorrow and reflect on it probably differently. I, I saw some people thinking or saying, oh, thank God that Emery has some credit in the bank. And I thought we've lost one game in ages and this it's already being analyzed as this i saw arsenal fans having a go which i don't i don't understand their hatred with unai emery to be honest he took them to a a europa league final um, yes they lost it but i mean that team was a mess anyways i don't know there's just a lot of weird stuff going on with people's opinions that to be honest probably don't matter but i mean all in all said but i was looking at something and i think uh tom our very own tom nightingale did put it out and it's how villa essentially react after um a loss and i think it's actually kind of important to emphasize it this way so he put uh, villa after um basically essentially losing a game this season so we lost newcastle then we beat everton 4-0 burnley 3-1 and hibs 8-0 on aggregate we lost to liverpool then beat palace uh, we lost to warsaw then beat chelsea uh, lost to Everton in the Cup, and then we beat Brighton 6-1, uh, drew at Wolves, and then we beat West Ham and AZ 4-1 in both games. Um, it, it's clearly evident Villa are going to lose games this season, but we're reacting and bouncing back so aggressively in such a positive manner. I think that's where we kind of sit here as Villa fans is and then think, you know what, it's not the end of the world. We can move on from it pretty quickly, and there's evidence to back that up, isn't there? Yeah, I mean, we've got... We've got some fixtures coming up now where we can go and 
you know, get points and continue the momentum, especially at home. Um, before our other leg against AZ, I probably would have been quite wary going into Thursday, and I, I probably still will be coming up to the day. But um, the way we dispatched them away from home, there'll be a lot of expectation now to do the same at home. And if we did, that would really put us at the forefront of the group. Um, yeah, look, Villa is still on a massive roll, and we still... Uh, look uh, and play like one of the best teams in the league. So, you know, there there is a long way to go and we're not at that elite level yet. And Emery would have been the first to tell you that we are still a long, long way off where we need to be and where we want to be. So this will be able to, you know, if if there's a loss, if there's a manager that I would rather lose with, it's Emery because you know that he'll learn from it and you know that he'll come back even stronger as he's proved time and time again. Absolutely. I think it's probably a way for him to have this season that probably stands out for Villa so far as a negative, would you say? I mean, of course, the loss, of, of course, today on Sunday, um, you, you look at, of course, um, a few other games this season as well, not going our way. I, I think and Emery's kind of uh, testified that to himself uh, in post-match pressers and even, of course, in prior weeks. It's something they have to work on. I mean, I don't think they could get the home form any more perfect, <laughs> to be honest. It's just, it's one of those things where, of course, unless you're winning the league, you kind of have to be like absolutely excellent both ways. But if we can have excellent home form, even just kind of tweak a few of these results going throughout the season, I, I think there's every reason that we stay within the top six. But I mean, unless you can think of something uh, different, you can tell me why now. <laughs> We've got to sort that away format. We have to address it. Um, I think arguably that's two games now where fans would probably want us to get a result. And other teams in our situation have gone and got results. Um, and this especially Wolves away. So if we we saw our away form out. We, with our home form, we will literally be unbeatable. So you can't have everything perfect. But, you know, if I was to nitpick, it would be, you know, we've got to be better away from home. We seem, we seem a bit more lightweight away from home. We don't have that almost killer, killer edge. But it it will come. It we it will come. Why do you think that is? I mean, is there anything to really kind of pinpoint? Do you think I, I'm struggling to think of anything of why that would be? Because I I know like years gone past or first getting promoted, it was okay. We don't have the quality. Then it was that we don't have the players with the composure and the the quote unquote balls to do it. I, I mean, where does this kind of sit with you? Can you can you think of anything that might be kind of a, a plausible reason? The only thing I can think of is just the style that Emery plays. Agreed. You know, at home, we're more than happy to keep the ball. We're more than happy to sit back and, you know, control the tempo. You don't always get the chance to do that away from home, um, mainly due to the fans willing their team on to press. Because, you know, I, I've i done it before. I've sat at Villa Park. The away team are controlling the tempo of the play, and I'm screaming at the players to just close them down, just put a bit of pressure on them. Because as the away team, you shouldn't be able to, you know, have the ball freely. So unless we get less time on the ball and less, you know, I'm, I'm trying to think because we like to play through the midfield, don't we? So less, less teams at home are more compact. So it's harder to get through that midfield line. Um, but I mean, I'm clutching at straws here. So yeah, that's all I can think of. No, like, no, I do agree with you hundred percent. And I, I think, and I, I've seen this more probably in people I've spoken with and, of course, social media. And again, I'm prefacing that you can only take so much seriously with social media, but I think there's a slight bit of frustration with how we set up 
home and away because it's basically the same thing. And maybe some people would like to see a little bit more, I guess, of a, a plan B, option C, whatever. And I, I do agree with that to some extent, but let's be honest, how many managers truly change it out from home and away? And even I mean, let's not be silly. I'm not sitting here going, everyone needs to come up with a different yeah, plan exactly. because it's not working. But there, there must be a reason that we struggle to pick points up away from home. But I, I fully believe that he will work something out, and that we will we will eventually get that rolling. It's not again. It's not a concern of mine. You know me. I'm pretty easy. I'm pretty laid back. It's not a concern. It will get fixed eventually. So, not a problem in my books. No, I don't yet. think it is. Yeah, I mean, yet of course, if we lose like five on the balance away from home, then there's something, of course, and that then deteriorates league form and whatever else that. Um, I guess cup form and of course um, European form too throwing in there as well so it's something that has to be figured out and balanced and I know some people will point the blame at players or whatever Um, I I think there's a little bit of everything that maybe needs to be tweaked a little I don't think we're far off to be honest like these are like a far cry away from the days where we go to city and get pumped like 5-1 or 6-1 or whatever it was um, just a few seasons back. So uh, again, I, I don't think there's anything to be concerned about, but to switch it very quickly, we're going to try to uh, make this more of a streamline episode because I know a lot of people's focus, rightly so, will be moved on to Thursday, of course, uh, Villa host uh, AZ Alkmaar at Villa Park. So we'll get to that in just a moment. But I do want to get to the three word reviews because a lot of people did come out in full force. Some people had multiple um, entries in terms of their three word reviews. So this is a heads up to Seb to uh, get his mind in order and figure out what he wants to say and I'm panicking internally because I haven't even thought of what I want to say but isn't that oh so typical so of course you can tweet us at 7500 whole post match usually the post goes out on Twitter a few minutes after the final whistle and you of course have your say so let's start with uh, USA underscore villain says uh, bad games happen Jonathan Fairless says could have been Third, um, John Blewett literally has a paragraph. So sorry, John, I I can't read that because that is literally about uh, at least 50 words over. Um, But of course, I will read it later and show some appreciation. Uh, Liam Taylor, we go again. Jules, it was coming. Trace, um, only needed two words, not today. Um, Sue Mason Burns, oh dear Emmy. Spencer says redemption awaits Thursday. Nigel WV, office day bad. WB, uh forest defended well uh john atkins believe and then in capitals go again screaming at us basically tom on to alkmaar uh ernie barnhurst forced we're uh, sorry forced we're good i don't know where i was going with that one was that tom uh, nightingale no that was not ah. no it's just it's just tom with a, a b emoji next to his name um so very different tom <laughs> sorry tom b emoji <laughs> drew walsh one word toothless uh wb again says where's john duran uh, to answer that quickly i'm pretty sure he's injured i thought unai emery came out like a week ago and clarified that um i could be wrong uh kev chilton says stayed on bus um and let's do three more because why the hell not uh gary h what was that dave says forest scored goals and let's scroll all the way down and have some fun with the people all the way at the bottom who says let's see here um simon palmer getting a little extreme here but says flashback to sherwood <laughs> i don't know if nice. i'd go that far simon but Jeez, i'm surprised you've read that out <laughs> well, well we'll finish with that because i panicked you said that down. sorry 
Uh, Simon Palmer. Yes, not not our Simon. Don't, don't worry. <laughs> I'd like to point out that I don't think we're at that stage or anywhere near that. In fact, I think we're light years away from that stage. But everyone's entitled to their opinion. Yeah, I could have went with uh, Gary Smith's What the Fuck or George Bill's uh, Wheels Come Off um, or Michael G.C. Banner's Again, probably uh, wouldn't show. agree with Wheels Come Ex- Off either, to be honest. Exactly. There's some extreme thoughts people get annoyed. But, I mean, I can understand it. You know what? When you're so used to winning and then it's not really a, a, a custom thing as a Villa fan these days and then Shower. something gets thrown really? into it. We're, we are babies now because bad things happen the odd time. We sound so entitled. We are, and we've won nothing yet. But anyways, <laughs> this is what a little bit of success does to Villa fans and any football fan in general, doesn't it? But all in all, Seb, what is I'm your... sorry, that's obscene. <laughs> what, that's, what, that's what's your three-word review? You, you can um, analyze that on your own time. <laughs> missed opportunity, unfortunately. There you go. Missed opportunity, unfortunately. How long did it take you to come up with that one? I'm just curious. Oh, mate, I had it since full time. I've been sat on it ready. Susan, you always coming on. Okay. Well, mine is AZ Alkmaar soon. (laughs) I'm stealing someone's very similar, but to be honest, that's what I was thinking before because I'm so ready just to move on to the next one. But anyways, it is. I mean, you always believe a a Canadian. We never lie. Um, But regardless (laughs) of that, we are moving on swiftly, of course. Let's uh, touch on... Starwood, really? Oh, my gosh. I yes. can't get my head... I'm sorry, I can't can't get my head past that. Carry on, move on, before I have a head loss. Okay, well, we can talk about it after. You know what? We'll, we'll do a therapy session for Seth. Um, we usually do it for um, at least one member of the whole cast once a month, so this will be Seb's turn. But regardless of that, let's switch over to AZ Elkmar on Thursday. Seb, of course, like I said, Villa are hosting them in a another clash in the uh, Europa Conference League. And of course, there's plenty to play for in Group E. Villa are tied for top spot with Legia Warsaw, of course, both on six points. Elkmar now sit at the bottom because the goal difference was Zrinski on three. Um, of course, Villa are at home. You would have to think, and I mean, considering how we performed away from home, you would have to expect, and especially kind of the theme of bouncing back after a loss, like we've discussed a few moments ago, Seb. I mean, I'm fully expecting a win, and that's not being arrogant based on even prefacing past results, but I mean, just this Villa team, the way we played before, I don't expect anything different, but how you seen this one? Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. It's a must-win game, isn't it? Um, do, you, do you think AZ would take a point? I think 
it's I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to work out how they'd set up because if they if they come back and sit back and try and you know defend for a point like a bit like we saw in the first game and a little bit like today although you can't say Forrest played for a point because they didn't um then it might be another tricky affair um I don't think we can read too much into that first leg. I know I, I'm completely contradicting what I said earlier, but I, having thought about it, it's going to be a completely different game. Um, I'm expecting a really tough game. Um, I think to expect an easy game because we dispatched them in the first, I was going to say first leg, but it's not, is it? Um, in the in the first affair, in the return fixture. There we go. <laughs> um, I think it would be naive to think it would be that straightforward. Um, I, I think they'll they'll come to B6 and I think they'll make it really, really difficult for us. I think they'll sit back. I think they'll defend for their lives. Um, and it's about whether we can break that down. So hopefully it's not too much like like how it went at Forest. Um, I mean, I'm still confident. I'm always confident with Villa. Um, I'm going to it. So and I've had a pretty good record seeing Villa um, recently. So... Yeah, I, did I tell you I missed the looting game? I didn't manage to go to the looting game, so no, I haven't been since the last game I went to was West Ham, which feels ages ago. Yeah, I know the the way this. I mean, it's just the international breaks. Thank God there isn't one. For I know. Or, no, well, no, there's one coming up, but after that, there isn't one for ages. Thank God. Yeah, now I've got AZ and Fulham coming up in the space of four days. So exactly. So get save your pennies for all that uh travel <laughs> because you're going to need it. But I, I think this one Seb it's massive because I feel like Elkmer have to go for it, which probably in my opinion puts Villa on the front foot. I think you're going to see a lot of reaction and I wouldn't expect anything differently from a Unai Emery side. I look at Legia and Zerinsky that game was very, very close. Uh Warsaw if I'm thinking correctly, won it rather late. If I think it was 2-1 or something like that that I can remember or something like that. It was only one goal margin. Realistically, looking at that game in a perfect world, if they draw um, or Zerinsky wins and Villa win, I think we've essentially, I know there's two games after and there's still a little work to be done, but I think that would basically give us the group because to be honest, I think we get a result out of at least Warsaw or Zerinsky and that should see us top. I, I You do not want to be the second team in finishing in your group this season I, I just think with the added fixtures it'll be you can skip a round of the knockouts I think what it does and of course that will massively help with the FA Cup coming up eventually when knockouts um, do eventually come up in that competition I, I just think you know what if you can skip a few games that keeps a lot of players fresher argumentally some people think if we do more uh, games that'll help as well you're, but... you're expecting comfortable fixtures after AZ in the group I just think I think we can beat Zerinsky. I, I think away. I, I do think so. I, I think consider how we yes, the- yes, because they will be, they will have to attack us because of where they are in the group. They will have to come forward against us. They will have to if they do not win against Legia Warsaw, or even if they draw, they have to win because if not, they have to come at us. And it's to be also game I'm worried about. To be honest, I just don't think they're going to set up the way they did. I don't think they're going to sit back like they did because they won't be able to afford to. And same thing with Warsaw. I, as much as, I mean, they just gave us a gut punch. It was the first game. I think Unai or Emery is going to be completely ready for that and expecting that. And I think he's going to be able to counteract that much more efficiently. I think it was just a freak. I mean, what, that opening match day for that whole group had an insane scoreline. And that hasn't happened again since. So... 
all in all, I think it is massively still in Villa's hands, but we'll have to wait and see. Well, I'd love you to be right. But I don't think right. Be oh, well, come on. If, if you don't have a little bit of Canadian positivity, then why <laughs> the hell are you here? So if you're going to give a score prediction, Seb, because of course we haven't been doing um, match previews for European games, really mainly because we can't find English-speaking Warsaw, Zerinsky, or Alkmaar fans, um, which it is what it is. So what are you going with? Oh, um, I think we'll win. I think we'll win. I think we will keep a clean sheet. Do I think we'll keep a clean sheet? Yes, I do. Two nil. You know, okay. Well, I'm I'm glad you answered your own question because I had absolutely no clue how to answer that. I'm gonna be a little bit more confident. Uh, well, I guess it's it's the same, it's the same kind of goal difference. But I'm gonna go three one. I do think they score. Um, but to be honest, oh no, way- you you might be right. I just feel like they're going to be open at the back. I mean, if if they weren't setting up to be extremely open at the back at home, I'm thinking they're going to be very open at Villa Park. But we'll have to wait and see. I'm going back to your previous question. Mm-hmm. You might be... If we beat AZ and Warsaw beat Zrinski, are we through? Because uh, AZ, AZ, AZ would have to have more points than us because of the head-to-head rule. So it only be... Because there'd be two games left after AZ. We would be six points ahead of AZ. And depending on what happens in the Zrinski game, six, uh, okay, let's assume that Warsaw beats Zrinski. All we'd need, we could lose to Warsaw. All we'd need is a point against Zrinski because of the head to head rule. It's Correct. not. Yeah, gone. you would need, you could technically still be knocked out because if you're on nine points and then lose your last two, technically one of the teams on three could win two in a row, technically. So then they would be on nine. Then it would go down a goal difference. But if we got even a draw after that, yes, we'd be through. But I, in this one, I mean, as so Villa, if, you if have to be tomorrow, first. We're essentially through. You you would be hard done by to see Villa lose two of those. And well, that's not me being arrogant. Trinsky would have to win tomorrow. No. Okay. So what if, what if we win? I'm picking your brains here. Yep. What if we win tomorrow and Zrinsky lose to Warsaw? So if Warsaw and Villa win, of course, basically the table stays the same. Yes, but what I'm saying is, could we could we be overtaken? Because but, we couldn't we couldn't be overtaken by AZ because of the of the head to head rule. We'll have beaten them both home and away. Correct. So only Bezerinsky that could overtake us. Correct. But they'd have to beat us on the final day. Correct. They could finish on a, if they lose to Warsaw, they can only finish on nine points, which would then go down to goal difference and head to head. Anyways, we wouldn't go down to head to head because they we beat them. At home, so they'd have to beat us. Well, that well, away. they'd have they would have, yeah, that's what I mean. They would have to, so but that's the way to get nine so then anyways. would it go down to goal difference? It would, yes. <laughs> that was over analyzing this to the max, but anyway, so okay. So if we win tomorrow <laughs> oh and Warsaw win tomorrow, we are essentially through, yes, <laughs> for the third time, oh. yes. <laughs> so, so I so I actually go back on what I said before, and I agree with you that if yes, um, it could could quite easily be a breeze the last two games in the group wow i don't that 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 was a a cluster you know what (laughs) had i I got the maths correct sooner um i would have so even even your dog looks confused to be honest Um, he's a nightmare nightmare trying to get your head around this isn't it hey it's okay it's a late one so i i I will give you some slack but yeah i i I think late 
well, I mean, for you, it's late. It's not for me. So I have no excuse, but at least I'm in decent <laughs> form. So I, I will take that one. But of course, let's move on to a newer segment we've brought. I think this is the second or third time we've done this. So we're going to keep up um, with it, of course. And that's looking at uh, Villa's um, lone players. So as we like to call it, the... Um, Lone Watch, I guess. That's not very original name, but all in all, I don't really know what other kind of um, title you give this one, of course. So just looking at it, of course, uh, very briefly, Finizaz played 90 minutes and scored a very wonderfully well-taken curled effort from outside the box um, in Plymouth's three-all draw against Middlesbrough, of course. Um, I think Kane Kessler also played as well. Yes, he did with 90 minutes on the pitch as well. Seb Revan wasn't called upon from the bench as Rotherham drew one all with QPR. Looking at a little bit more into Villas Lonies, uh, Lamar Bogard played a full 90 minutes and picked up two assists as Bristol Rovers secured a safe passage in the FA Cup with a 7-2 win over Whitby. And of course, um, Villa's young goalkeeper, Viljami Sinisalo scored, or not scored, Jesus Christ, played 90 minutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I'm looking at the wrong thing. Um, of course, um, as Exeter were knocked out of the cup, losing 2-0 to Wigan. Um, I don't know where I got the score thing was. And of course, a few notable ones, of course, Louis Berry is still out with injury. There's no kind of expectant timeline on when he'll come back. And of course, Jajon Afoka wasn't part of the Bradford squad that exited the FA Cup as well. So we'll leave things at that. And unfortunately, like I said before, no no Villa goal scorer in terms of a goalkeeper um, was on this weekend. So apologies for that. Um, another new segment. I don't know how often we'll do this. If people like it, we'll continue with this as well. And I want Seb's input. So we're doing polls now just to garner some interest, get some conversation going and you know what? Uh, we'll have some lighthearted fun as well. So whether there be two, three, four, five questions, of course, you can have your say, of course, on Twitter or X at 7,500 to hold. So we only had two to kick off this new segment. So following today's result, we asked, where do you think Villa are most likely to finish? The options were, there's only three. I kept it pretty simple. Top four finish uh, between fifth and eighth or between ninth and 11th. Seb, where do you think Villa are going to finish? And secondly, what do you think was the winning vote out of those three? I think I think it'll be the same for both. I've said all along that I think we'll finish between fifth and eighth, and one defeat isn't going to change that. I I try not to get. Um, this was actually after after I had a chat with Dean Smith. Um, he told me about the importance of adopting not oh. being too high. Just had a chat with Dean Smith. Yeah, <laughs> yeah subtle little plug in there. Um, he he told me about the importance of not getting too high with a win, not getting too too low with a defeat. So I never really believed that we could crack into the top four. Um, I'm so I, I'm going to stick with fifth and eighth, and I would be very surprised if that isn't the dominant answer. However, for people calling me really really boring and um, down that I don't think we can get top four. My starting prediction this season was ninth. So I've actually gone up. We're making progress. I'm getting more confident. Well, there you go. Confidence is key, of course. 8.1% said top four. So a confident 8.1%, of course. And a 
an astounding 87.9% um, yes. predicted between fifth and eighth. And of course, can we got a point system going on here. I, 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 to be honest, I can't, can't be, be top of the, can't be top of the seven, 500. Time. Well, if you, if you disappear for a month again or something like that on a binge, then that's it, all right. The others are Simon useless. Will. I'll still be top. I don't know. I'll have to let Simon answer that one. And of course, uh, 4% <laughs> were a little bit he down and said between ninth and 11th. Okay, well, that, that's your opinion, not mine. And of course, the not so serious question that I'm, I'm sure is serious to some people. We ask, what do you prefer to put on your toast? Seb, what do you prefer? And what do you think? One out of butter, peanut butter, jam, or Marmite? I don't like Marmite, and I don't like peanut butter. In fact, I despise peanut butter. So throw those two away. Disgusting. Um, and I'm going to ignore that look you just gave me. I feel like, I feel like butter is the most popular but is also the more boring. I I like jam. Um, it can... Only problem with jam is it can get quite messy. You like jam and um, peanut butter. Have you ever had that combo? It's lovely. That is enough to make me want to leave this call and not come back. Oh, um, nice. I'm gonna. I'm, I, yeah, I'm not even going to justify that as an answer. <laughs> I'm just going to gloss over it. Um, the only problem with jam is if it gets on your fingers, it gets sticky and it becomes a mess. Uh, whereas you don't really have that problem with butter. Um, I feel like you were expecting me to give a quick answer. Yes, I was. <laughs> but I I really like to analyse these things. Um, <laughs> oh, I know. If anyone's listened to a match preview at the very end, I know. <laughs> what do you mean? The question you ask everybody, sometimes it goes on for minutes and I just shake my head <laughs> in the edit. <laughs> That's not my problem. Um, okay, so I my personal answer would be jam. Okay. What do I think has got the most votes? I think I'm going to go for, I believe, that butter got the most votes. Because, hold on, no, hold on, it has to be butter. If butter isn't the top answer, then everyone's stupid. Because you have butter with jam, you have butter with peanut butter, and you have butter... Do you have butter with Marmite? I've never had Marmite, so I don't... Yeah, no, hold on, The answer's... if the answer is anything other than butter, we've asked stupid people. Well, okay, okay. you are correct, of course, butter was 63. Yes! 66.3%, sorry. Peanut butter was 10.2. Jam was 8.2. I thought that would be more. And a s- disgusting 15.3% of people said marmite. I've never had yeah, marmite, but it looks two disgusting. Are there any more? I'm enjoying this. Uh, no, that's it for this one. We will do oh. more, of course. Um, can we do, can we do uh, an, an episode where interest. we get everyone on and we just do like non-football-related questions? Well, if you still want to have a podcast to come back to, um, maybe we just make that a, a private call when we ever, whenever we do an actual group meeting <laughs> or something like that. But all in all, I still can't believe that many people voted Marmite. And I, I find the, the whole topic of butter, on, then you put peanut butter, disgusting. My my fiance does that and I don't understand it, but her grandparents... You don't like peanut butter either? I love peanut butter. I, what, but she I would put she peanut butter and butter. No, she will put butter and then peanut butter on top of it. Well, that's the normal thing to do. But why can't you just have one? Why do you need both? Because the 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 butter makes the peanut butter like kind of like like wet and soggy. No, you have to put butter as a like base layer. Why can't you just put peanut butter and then you put jam on it or something? <laughs> I don't get it. Or like peanut cheese whiz or something. Jam. Hold on, is this what you do or what your fiance does? Because depending on who does it, my answer will be very so different. So I, I, not to ramble on too much, she'll put butter and then peanut butter on it. And I will just put peanut Which butter is and then maybe jam. I don't like peanut butter. Or I'll put peanut butter and honey on it. That's very good. Peanut butter and honey? Yeah, just a little bit of honey, yeah. It's good for you. Your teeth must hate you. Your taste buds must hate you. No, my, my belly is very happy. I <laughs> put on a few pounds this year. <laughs> no, you have peanut butter and honey. 
Well, we did have one comment actually that came in uh, four hours ago. Uh, Chris Smith, he said, whatever else I put on my toast, I always put butter on it first. Apparently yeah. this is weird, but I prefer it that way. He says no, the correct way, answer is Nutella worse. though. I think Nutella wins though, if it was going to be put on there. But anyways, Nutella is an OG and underrated. But anyways, I think this is enough for this conversation, Seb, because we could- I like Nutella, but I don't think I like it more. You've got to be in the mood to put Nutella on toast, whereas you can have jam on toast whenever you don't have to be in the mood for it. Well, considering I can only see your head and your knees right now in a very unusual position, um, I'm going to say you're in an unusual mood. So, well, enough butter talk. We'll leave things there, of course. (laughs) Thank you to Mr. Sebastian Bacon for joining me as well. You can find him on Twitter at Sebastian Bacon 8. Tweet me at Talk Aston Villa. Tweet the team at 7500 to Holt. If you want anything right out on the podcast, of course, it's Holtcast at gmail.com. If you want to send anything written content-wise over to the website to have your opinion um, shared across all our readers, listeners, random people on the internet, of course, you can send that to 7500 to Holt Main at gmail.com but of course we will not be accepting applicants that want to talk about butter peanut butter marmite nutella or any other topping um just because we probably wouldn't get clicks on it and people will just send think... them my way instead message me on twitter your your toast preferences and so i'll just just start a, 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 a like a peanut butter butter meme account or something i don't know <laughs> But anyways, we'll leave things there. We should be back post-match after Villa hopefully beat AZ Alkmaar on Thursday. But nonetheless, we'll leave things there. And don't forget, up the Villa. <laughs>